0: Hello and welcome to "Live Like the World Is Dying," your podcast for what feels like the end times. I am your co-host today, Inman Narwin, and I use they/them pronouns. Today, I'm obviously a new host, and today I have with me Margaret Kiljoy, who is, you know, the <laughs> the, the, the normal host. Um, and we're gonna huh. we're gonna do some fun role reversal here. And instead of, instead of me teaching Margaret something about prepping, because I don't really know much about prepping. Well, I mean, you know, I know generally about prepping. But a lot of the specifics I'm, I'm newer to. A lot of the technical stuff I'm newer to. Strong ideology. Low tech. But uh, <laughs> Margaret is going to teach me about how to put together something that has daunted me a lot. But that I understand the importance of. And that is Go Bags. This podcast is also a, a proud member of the Channel Zero network of anarchist podcasts. And before Margaret talks to me about Go Bags, we're going to hear a jingle from another lovely show on that network. Do, 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 do.
1: It's going down, and you're invited for what they're selling. We ain't buying there is no running there is no hiding there's only fighting
0: or dying it's going down and you're invited for what they sell it we ain't buying there is no running there is no
1: hiding there's only fighting or dying
0: it's going down is a digital community center from anarchist anti-fascist autonomous anti-capitalist, and anti-colonial movements. Our mission is to provide an autonomous and resilient platform to publicize and promote revolutionary theory and action. Go to
1: org for daily updates. Check out our online store for ways to donate and rate and follow us on
0: iTunes if you like this podcast. Okay, we're back. Margaret, could... Uh, you introduce yourself on your own podcast that you started, and <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know with your name and your pronouns, and uh, mm-hmm. just a little bit about what you're here to uh, teach me about today.
1: Yeah. My name is Margaret Kiljoy. I use she or they pronouns. Um, you might know me from such podcasts as Live Like the World is Dying, but maybe this is your first episode, uh, in which case, welcome. Uh, we have many hosts now on Live Like the World is Dying, which is very exciting. So... I'm going to be talking today about go bags um, sometimes called bug out bags uh, or as I first heard them called, Oh shit gear or OSG. No one really calls it that anymore, but some, the first anarchist preppers I ever met like 20 years ago called it OSG. And my, my background for this is that while I'm sort of a prepper, I also have lived off grid more years as an adult than I've lived on grid. I do currently live on grid. Um, before this I lived in a cabin before that I lived in a barn before that I lived in a van before that I lived in a minivan before that I lived out of a backpack and so I do feel like I have a fairly strong basis in what you need in a backpack to live out of because I did that for about 10 years and but it is a different context right and we're going to talk a lot about that today the the context of being a traveling cross punk versus having a go bag and all the other different contexts, yeah, that's my background.
0: Wonderful, and we're also trying to connect it, I believe, to um, so this w- w- lovely new book that you uh, just put out through um, oh our publishing collective, "Strangers in a Tangled Wilderness," mm-hmm. and the importance of go bags, you know, not only in our completely real tangible lives and these very f- fictionalized versions of our lives like Mankiller Jones, which there are absolutely no similarities. There are no similar threat models, um, nothing, nothing like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. For anyone listening, I, 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 my most recent book is called Escape from Incel Island, and the protagonist is a non-binary AFAB person named Mankiller Jones who's trapped on an island full of uh, incels, thus the name, and uh, needs to escape. Using their wits and the help of friends, um,
0: and their go bag.
1: Yeah, although, okay, I'm actually going to argue that there is a difference between a go bag. I'm going to talk about some like different types of bag systems you might have for for living out of, right? Okay. So there's the go bag, and I'll get to that last. Great. <laughs> I would argue that most uh, a soldier or a mercenary or someone in a tactical situation, the primary objective of their thing is, is combat or evasion or, you know, something in a very militaristic setting. Usually that might be called a rucksack and it might be called like rucking. And you're going to have a very different loadout of gear for, you know, your tactical situation. You're going to use a, probably a different type of bag. You're going to use a a lot of different stuff. So that's like one context. It is a context to consider in these United States of America that are considering a national divorce. And there's a lot of people who want to murder all the trans people and you know people of color and all that shit. Mm -hmm. So it is worth considering that. And we'll talk a little bit about that. Okay, some of the other contexts that are not go bags, but are inform all of this. You have backpacking bags, right? And then within that, I'm going to like basically like I'm going to go and camp for a couple nights and hike, right? A backpacking bag is designed for two things. It's for hiking and for camping. And within that, you have traditional backpacking and you have ultralight backpacking. Traditional backpacking, you're going to be carrying like 20 to 50 pounds of stuff. Whereas like rocking, you might be carrying uh, 30 to 80 pounds of stuff, you know? Um mm. And then there's ultralight backpacking, which is defined as less than 10 pounds uh, before you add like food and water and shit to your bag. Um, And that is like to make the hiking easier. Right. And so, but those have a specific purpose and it is not bugging out. Um, It is not going, it is backpacking. Right. Uh, And then you would have something called a bushcraft pack. And I'm making that term up. And this is closer to the tactical bag because it is going to be very heavy probably and, and a lot larger and a, And bushcraft would be like, I'm going out into the woods to go live in the woods, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If you need to build shelters, you're going to need different equipment, right? For example, Mm -hmm. in ultralight backpacking, certainly, and most traditional backpacking, you're not bringing a saw or an axe. However, if your goal is to survive in the woods for an indefinite period of time, a saw and an axe are... very important skill uh mm-hmm. tools to have available. Okay, so those are I'm going to go spend a lot of time in the woods bags. Okay, or desert or whatever. And then you have a go bag. And it's really easy to kind of conflate these things, but they really <laughs> are a very different purpose. I would argue that your primary goal with a go bag This is the bag that is in the closet by the door or is by the door or lives in your vehicle or is packed and ready to go at all times in case an emergency takes you out your door for an unknown length of time uh, or even a known length of time. And so this is the the one bag you grab when your house is on fire. This (laughs) is the bag that you grab or you already have in your car in case you need to spend your night in the car like you know, it's these people tend to think of go bags as like the world has ended bags. And that's not mm-hmm. the, the world is always ending and it hap- it, it ends and fits and starts. Right. And so it's for like disasters. It's for crises.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you need to spend a night in the car, you're going to be very glad that you have a toothbrush and toothpaste. You're going to be very glad that you have your medications. You're going to be very glad that you have your uh, Nintendo Switch. And if you suddenly have to flee the country, which frankly a lot of us have to think about as a possibility, it's not an inevitability and it's not crazy likely that all the LGBTQIA plus folks will have to flee the country or whatever. Um, But it's something that's on a lot of our minds, right? And so in which case that bag is going to need your passport. It's going to need... The rabies identification for your dog, you know, the vaccine identification for your dog, it's going to need a lot of really specific (laughs) stuff that if you have to run out your door right now, this is the bag you would pack and you just keep it already packed. But most of the time, your go bag is sudden night in your car. It's you go to your friend's house for a surprise weekend because, you know, there's a hurricane coming or the boil advisory for your town keeps getting deeper and deeper and you're starting to get really distrustful or a train derails and there's toxic chemicals in the air or your ex is in town and he's scary. Right. Yeah. You know, it's just the like, uh, or wildfire sweeping through and there's an evacuation call. Right. That is what a go bag is. There might be camping stuff in it, depending on your situation, how much you feel like carrying, how you expect to carry it. If it's going to mostly live in your car, Have some fucking camping stuff. Or uh, if like me, you live in a fairly isolated place, you know, you live rurally, like if I needed to get out on foot, I would need to have camping stuff with me because I am more than a day's walk from the nearest place that might be safe, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's that's the basic concept of a go bag.
0: Uh, just to uh, parrot some information back to you, so that I wrap my head around it. Um, yeah, there. So there's there's a few different kinds of bags. We have um, uh, we have go bags. We have rucking bags. We have backpacking bags. We have bushcraft bags. And our yeah, go bags. I'm making and some of those terms up, but... yeah. Yes. Sorry. And then our go-bags and bug-out bags, same thing. Okay,
1: cool. Yeah. It's just a uh, people, if you're avoiding the sort of prepper terminology, which is understandable, <laughs> you call it a go-bag instead of a bug-out bag so you don't sound as crazy. I
0: see, I see. Um, and, you know, everyone can understand the need to, to go, but bugging out can be a little, yeah. feel a little different. Um, yeah. And so within, like, a, a, a go-bag, uh, you mm-hmm. the idea is that you want anything that you will kind of like immediately need if you have to leave for whatever circumstance
1: yeah it's a combination of things Um, that is one of the things the stuff that you would immediately need like it's like your overnight bag it's your toiletries bag all that kind of stuff is going to be more important than most of the other like survival gizmos or whatever right you know your your you um, yeah Camping folding shovel is going to be a lot less likely to be useful than dental floss, right? But it's but, so cool. Oh, yeah. No, I have a folding camping shovel in my truck. <laughs> and I ponder putting it in my actual bag, but I probably won't. <laughs> and so, okay. Um, should I talk about the types of bags? Like what kind of bag you want? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Or I and mean, we're, t- we're talking mm-hmm. about... Oh, yeah. Go go bags here or or just any bag. Any bag.
1: I'm gonna talk about mostly go bags. I'm gonna kind of like okay. I'm gonna focus what I'm talking about on go bags and I'll kind of like dip into because your go bag if a civil war starts, which it probably won't, mm-hmm. but it probably has a lot more modifiers than it did <laughs> 10 years ago. And uh-huh. Then your, your bug out bag, your go bag is going to have a lot in common with a tactical bag, a, you know, a rucksack, whatever. Yeah. I think rucksack is literally just like what military people call their backpack in order to sound cool, but I'm not actually entirely certain about that. Don't at me. Or if you do, <laughs> uh, at me at my Twitter handle, I write okay. And so, you know, and if you're planning to hike to a different country, right, or a different state then it might have a lot in common with a backpacking bag. Mm -hmm. And if you're planning on laying low in the desert or the Canadian wilderness or something, I don't know, then you're going to have a lot of bushcraft stuff in there too, right? But overall, the sort of core of it is a go bag. And it really you know there's kind of like one bag that you keep around at any given time generally but you might change it based on how circumstances are changing and where you live and what your threats are right like mm-hmm. if the most likely thing is run out of the house cuz of wildfire and throw it in your car one you might just leave it in your car and two you might be able to afford more weight right but if your most likely okay. thing is set out on foot or your most likely thing is is spend a weekend away you know it's or if I guess what i'm saying is it can it can look a lot of different ways and so you have a lot of different options i mean it could be anything right you could have a shopping bag as your go bag i don't recommend this uh yeah you could have you know my personal current go bag i'm probably going to change this um but it has been my go bag for a number of years uh my personal go bag is a is a style of bag that usually gets called a three-day assault pack it is a tactical backpack that lacks an internal frame it can hold it kind of sucks it can hold a lot of weight but it doesn't distribute that weight incredibly well across a body it is not a backpacking Mm -hmm. bag um it is a a soldier's bag and one of the reasons i like it is because unlike a backpacking bag with like a big internal frame or an external frame but those are really rare these days it doesn't take up as much like space you know an internal bag like um an internal frame pack is very unwieldy and you don't yeah it's hard to put in your lap if you're in a car i've done this as a hitchhiker many many times you know um and so i've moved away from those and i've been using what's more of a day pack size bag um and Mm -hmm. i personally went for a tactical style one because i'm a nerd (laughs) one of the reasons to not consider a tactical bag i like things that are all black basically is what it is and um and day bags tend to be really brightly colored if the if they're hiking bags. Yeah. And one reason to not consider a tactical backpack is it. people argue that it makes you more of a target. It makes you look more like a prepper. It makes you look more like a soldier. It makes you look more tactical and therefore more of a risk. And this is the sort of gray man theory that's very big in tactical spaces, which is an attempt to look not like a tactical bro. Ironically, most people who try and do this still look like tactical bros. Because they're like wearing like gray man tactical pants that still say 511 on them or whatever, which is like a brand of tactical gear that I totally (laughs) wear. And the reason I can wear it is that I look fucking weird no matter what. I'm not going undercover anywhere. I have a giant (laughs) nose ring. My hair is long. I have bangs. I might be wearing women's clothes. You know, I'm not hiding. Right. And I also am not going to look like I'm enrolled in the United States Army or whatever. Right. So <laughs> yeah, a tactical bag for me has no downsides from this point of view because it's just like, whatever, I'm a punk. I look like a punk. And tactical yeah. bags will have something called molly all over it, which is that webbing straps, which allows you to attach other yeah, okay. bags and things to it. Um, and it makes it modular. And this is a little bit like most of the time you're not really going to bother modularing out your thing. But sometimes it's nice. You know, mine currently has a little bonus modular water bottle bottle holder and my bushcraft knife that is part of my bag, but wouldn't be part of a normal person's bag is strapped to the outside with Molly, um, which makes me look tough.
0: Uh, uh, okay. See, I would get the mm-hmm. impulse to, I love modular things. Yeah. So I'm like, like, okay, wait. So yeah, if in your, in your different, so you want to plan your go bag based on your, your, th- I guess your threat model or your risk assessment and like your environment it seems like. And so like, could you have like your like base go bag and then like little additions like, well, there's, there's the go bag, but like, here's the piece that you attach to it. That makes it a better Mm -hmm. camping bag or something. The, this is the, it, when shitty X comes to town and this is it when it's wildfire and they're like easy to combine. Is that is that a thing?
1: Yeah. Yes and no. Molly is okay. not the system by which you do that. Molly okay. is a very secure attachment system, and it's a pain in the ass to attach. Um, mm. You're basically like weaving webbing through webbing, and oh, there's okay. different systems people have to like make it fast. And if you're really practiced, it'll get faster. But it's not a like grab and go type thing. However, what you're describing makes a lot of sense, and is the reason, for example. I don't keep a gas mask in my go bag. Mm -mm. I do keep a gas mask in a bag next to my go bag. Right. So if my threat on my way out the door is uh, Russia nukes DC again, Mm -hmm. very unlikely, but a lot more likely than it was 10 years ago. (laughs) You know, I'm not in the immediate blast zone of that, but I'm in the like trouble area right and so like you know the gas mask is there and it it would be the same like if wildfire is your threat right you would want your gas mask or at least good respirator um, immediately next to it as well and actually if you live in wildfire zone you probably have the respirator in your pack yeah or it's outside your bag because you need to put it on as soon as you fucking (laughs) need it but like and so the other way that people modular it is that people modular the inside using different like usually they're called packing cubes and you can get okay. different packing cubes that, like, if they're, like, more tactical, they'll be made out of thick nylon, and they'll have molly on them, even though there's literally no purpose for them to have molly on them. Or if you're, like, an ultralight <laughs> backpacker, they'll be made out of this, like, like parachute cloth that weighs nothing but will eventually rip. Because <laughs> that's the thing with ultralight backpacking is it's incredibly light and it's effective, but it's the equipment isn't as durable, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you're, like, a different type of backpacker, they might all be dry bags, so everything stays, like, you know, dry and separate. But basically, or if you're, like, a tour, you know, if you travel by suitcase, you'll also use packing cubes. And it's like, oh, this one's all my socks or whatever. But it could also be, oh, this one's all my, like, magazines. uh, for Not for reading, but for reloading ammunition. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it could be... It could be the folding 9mm carbine or whatever that you throw into it, you know. And so you can modular it out, um, but Molly's not quite the way to do it. I see. I see. Oh, I didn't get stuck with other
0: types of bags. Oh, yeah. What kinds of bags are there, Margaret?
1: Okay, so you got the tactical bags, right? You got the um, backpacking bags, the internal frame bags, which if you're going to be walking a lot, is probably what you want. And these are also available... You can kind of like look at things that either tactical or uh, there's a word for it. I can't remember. Oh, no. uh, Hiking. But it has some word technical technical versus tactical technical is like outdoorsy stuff that isn't made for people who shoot people for a living Um, and it's going to be like brightly colored and it's like, you know, high performance stuff with all the bells and whistles, Mm -hmm. but it's not going to be camo. Right. You know, versus the you can get a hiking bag that's all camo and it's going to be aimed at military or whatever. Right. And if you're hiking through the woods a lot, you might want the camo one. You might specifically not want the camo one, because if you're hiking through the woods because you like your car broke down, you don't want fucking camo. You want blaze orange so people can see you and rescue you. (laughs) But if you're like crossing a militia checkpoint to leave a red state, you're going to want camouflage. Um, Yeah, anyway. And so then you could also have some go bags are literally just small duffel bags, right? Um, That you just are designed not really to be carried on your bag and back and they're just meant to be thrown in a trunk. And like, and that's actually a very useful form factor for a lot of stuff. And it might be that you're like, extra bag is that and then also, you could be really low key about it and just have a regular not a day bag, like a hiking day bag, but just a regular day backpack is an incredibly good bug out bag for many people, especially people in urban environments where resources are going to be easier to come by. You're not necessarily going to be camping. You don't need to carry as much of stuff as much stuff because you will be able to blend in with this kind of bag much more effectively. It'll still carry what you need. Um, I like bags. My basement is full of backpacks that I've collected over the years.
0: <laughs> you know, I really like bags as well. I don't have a lot of stuff to put in the bags, but I have a little collection of bags, um, <laughs> which I feel like sort of harkens back to. Um, <laughs> used to be a lot more of an oogle, and
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and I had it was a good little training. No, no. Okay, so so I didn't th- I didn't think that I was going to have much to actually contribute to this, but like now that we're talking about it, I'm like. Wait, we're like, we're like train oogles, like preppers. Yeah,
1: because you need yeah. everything because you can't rely on anything showing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's why when everyone's like, you need a tent, I'm like, do you? <laughs> like, I never traveled with a tent. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. If it got really cold. I just fucking wrapped myself in a shitty tarp and hope the rain left me alone.
0: Well, the, uh, the, the Tents thing are useful now is, in some um... situations.
1: <laughs> Go
0: ahead. Uh, the, the thing now is, um, uh, God, what are they called? Um, bivvies? They're they're yeah, bibbies. I was gonna call it a ghillie sack, and I was like, that's something else.
1: <laughs> no, I like bibbies. Yeah, Some, a lot of people don't like bibbies.
0: Yeah, I feel like bibbies are pretty pretty popular in that world right now. And cool. Yeah, I yeah, I used to be obsessed with finding the perfect bag for like that kind of stuff and um it was hard because it's like the you know the camping stuff it's like brightly colored it's a little too it's not the most durable like it's made for hiking it's not made for like throwing it off a building you know yeah um and uh but then like you know the army stuff is like a little terrible in like another direction it's not comfortable maybe it is now
1: yeah no overall it it errs on the side of durability and not comfort because it's like it's being put on a disposable human you know (laughs) they don't care that whoever carries a hundred pounds this long is going to destroy their knees because they're expecting someone to shoot you
0: oof yeah Um, I always
1: military. (laughs)
0: Um, I always hoped that eventually it would emerge that there was some, like, you know, like train riding um, uh, bag maker that <laughs> would just <laughs> make the perfect bag. Yeah. If if you're out there, please, please email us. Email me. Well, and what's so funny,
1: right, even among even among Oogles, you have a difference between hitchhikers and train hoppers in terms of the size of bag they need. You know, like when I first started and I was attempting to hop trains, I was never good at it. And I carried an internal frame pack. And then for a long time, I moved down to, it was an old skateboarding backpack. Not because I recommend skateboarding backpacks. It was just literally my backpack from high school, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just carabinered my sleeping bag underneath. And then when I got to where I was staying, I would take off the sleeping bag and then have a regular day pack. You know, it's like, because you need so much less as a hitchhiker because you don't need to cook.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I went from like one of those big, like 70 liter hiking packs to like, uh, like a bike bag, not like the yeah. chrome side strap ones, but those like, like the made out the of foldy top. Yeah, the foldy top. Um, But, you know, they were were durable and waterproof and fairly spacious, but no frame, absolute murder on your back if you carry too much. But.
1: But that would be an amazing go bag for most situations because it's waterproof, it's durable, it fits in your lap when you're sitting, it doesn't have straps going everywhere. Yeah, like for a lot of people, that style of bag is fucking perfect, you know?
0: Yeah, and for for folks who don't know what we're talking about, there's these like um like like bicycle bags. They're made out of like vinyl or PVC, and then they're covered with really high strength, like durable, like Cordura. Yeah, and they're they're made to be on someone who's like biking, so they're comfortable, but walking can is not always the same as biking.
1: Yeah, totally. Well, and it's like, and so because most go bags, you're probably taking public transit or you're taking vehicles, you know, you're like most things it's worth having something you can walk with. Right. Like I wouldn't recommend your go bag be a 150 pound pickle bag, uh, you know, mm-hmm. duffel bag, but like, you know, should we talk about what goes in it?
0: Yeah. What Margaret, Margaret, what, what should I put in my collection of bags that could be go bags? Cause I, I don't have Mm -hmm. a go bag, and I feel really embarrassed about that.
1: I know. I can't believe you don't have a go bag. There was that – I don't want to out where you live. There was a toxic (laughs) thing near where you lived at one point. Um, So, okay, I would argue that a preparedness base, you can sort of build up to the bag and what's in the bag. But if you don't do these Mm -hmm. things before it, you put all of this in the bag, and that's fine too. First, there's your kind of everyday carry, right? if you tend to wear clothes that don't have as many pockets you can do this with a um uh, a fanny pack this is one of the things that's so great about being a queer prepper as i don't have to like like men will do anything to avoid having to wear a fanny pack there's like these like chest packs that are fucking have a harness across the back they're so he man they're so gay i love oh, them but they're like
0: yeah yeah i've seen those
1: and it's like just wear a goddamn fanny pack and then like One of the best off-body carries for a a subcompact handgun are like fanny packs specifically designed for drawing from. But people don't – they don't do all that well because men are afraid to wear fanny packs. It's hilarious. But anyway, you can put all this in your pockets. You can put all this in a fanny pack. You can put all this in your punk vest, whatever. The basis of a lot of it is wearing – uh, somewhat durable clothing, as much and practical clothing as much as you can. I'm somebody who wears maxi skirts. I swear you can go hiking in them. Sometimes you have to hike them up, whatever. Some you of the can, stuff to con- you can,
0: yeah. I can attest.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, it was funny one time. I was like working outside, and uh, the the mail carrier was coming up, and I was like, oh, I really don't want to deal with being like a crossdresser right now. So I just like hiked up my fucking min- maxi skirt and I was like wearing tights underneath. And I'm like, now I'm just a weirdo in tights. <laughs> I'm like, this is better somehow. So things to carry on your, consider carrying on your person. And this, to me, this goes back to my Google days. The first and single most important prepper tool is your cell phone. And there's okay. stuff we could do a whole separate episode about stuff to put on your cell phone, offline maps. Um, mm-hmm. That's a big one. Various tools that help you do things. Uh, and so cell phone number one. Other things, a bit lighter. Um, some people wrap it in duct tape because the duct tape can be used as fire starter. A multi-tool, like I use a plier style multi-tool. If you're older than a millennial, you'll prefer a Swiss Army knife. <laughs> <laughs> A pocket knife, a folding pocket knife. This isn't as important, right, because you've got your multi-tool, but I've always sworn by having a pocket clip knife on me. It's useful for cutting all kinds of things. Um, that's not even a euphemism. And a flashlight. And and the reason I like a flashlight, a tactical-style flashlight that is in my pocket at all times or perhaps my fanny bag is because you can use it to see shit. I, I also like headlamps, and I'm going to talk about headlamps in a little bit, but um, a flashlight is an incredibly important self-defense tool. Specifically... It's funny because the tactical flashlights people are like, so you can hit people with them. And you're like, no, it's so that you can shine it in their face. And they're like, yeah, with the strobe function, you're like, no, because the strobe function disorients you and the other person. No, if someone shines a really bright light in your face, all of the sudden you are disoriented. Um, And so the number one self-defense tool, um, other people argue pepper spray too. And that's great. And I don't just don't have as much practice with pepper spray personally. And But pepper spray would also be in this sort of category. But the flashlight lets you see things, and it lets you fucking blind people and run away, um, which is the secret to surviving fights is to not get in fights. And one of the ways to do that is to disorient or disable your attacker and then run away. Yeah. Okay, so that's everyday carry. Uh, and then you might want to consider... Other self-defense tools like pepper spray. Um, A bandana is an incredibly useful survival thing. Oogles, I learned this from Oogle Life. You can use it as a a dust mask. You can use it to pre-filter water. Um, You can use it to wipe sweat. You can use it as a napkin. You can, like a little, uh, hikers use something called a buff and it's just a Mm
0: -hmm.
1: hiker's, they just don't want to be oogles so they use a buff instead
0: (laughs) they just they just don't want to call it a a bandana or a yeah yeah totally
1: i mean (laughs) it's a slightly different thing and it actually is a little bit better suited for hiking because you can use it as a headband and stuff and like if i was like more of a hiker like a year from now because i'm getting into hiking people i'm gonna be like no no you just need a buff like no matter what um (laughs) you know but i like don't own one currently um Another thing to consider as part of your everyday carry, depending on your threat model, depending on where you live is a handgun with a holster and a spare magazine. And if you carry the capacity to do deadly force, um, you should also carry a tourniquet at the very least. If you don't carry a full IFAC um, and an individual first aid kit meant for gunshot wounds, uh, carry at least a tourniquet. And honestly, if you're in a situation where gun threats are a thing, I would carry a tourniquet before I carry a gun uh, is a lot safer. Legally, it's a lot easier. And like, my goal is on any given day is to not die, um, and the ability to to stop bleeding is often more effective than the ability to put holes in other people. So that's okay. everyday carry. And if you don't have this in your on your person, you're going to want it in your go bag. A lot of these I replicate in my go bag. Okay, the okay. next thing and the most important thing from my point of view is what. And this is like kind of like the Margaret school is a little different than other people's school of thought around this is that more important than a go bag is an emergency kit. Um, Mm -hmm. I make and distribute these emergency kits. All my friends, uh, whenever I'm who visit me, they leave with an emergency kit. I get a actually I get a tactical medical pouch. It's a five by seven, six by nine. I don't know. And it actually has Molly on it, so you can attach it to a backpack. So if your if your go bag is full, you can put it on your backpack. And the emergency kit is everything that is like small and light and useful. Mm. And this turns any bag you're carrying into a go bag, uh, and it is small and light. And if you make them in bulk, it costs you $50, 60 bucks um, worth of stuff if you put like everything in it. And I'm going to talk about what's in it. Yeah, what's in it? In my emergency kit, it is three different things. It is a hygiene kit, it is a first aid kit, and it is a survival kit. For hygiene, I carry a folding toothbrush and travel toothpaste. Uh, if you're an ultralight hiker, you're going to have toothpaste tablets. I'm going to look into those, but for now, i am just fucking use
0: toothpaste, whatever.
1: <laughs> um, dental floss, which doubles as a sewing thread.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A compressed towel. Another
0: Oogle lesson.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. And this is one I wish I had learned as an oogle. A compressed towel. There are these like little tiny tablets that if you put them in water, they turn into washcloths. What the fuck? Yeah, they weigh nothing. Um, They rule. (laughs) I carry tampons in a hygiene kit. This is not for plugging gunshot wounds. Do not use tampons to try and stop bleeding because they don't stop bleeding. They don't apply pressure. They absorb some blood. The amount of difference between the amount of blood someone having a menstrual cycle produces versus the amount of blood a gunshot wound produces. This is not what they're good for. Um, primarily I carry these to give to people if we're an emergency situation who wish they had a tampon with them. Um, they have some other purposes by pulling out the cotton and using this fire starter, et cetera. But, uh, I carry earplugs, um, just the foam cheap ones, unless I have like my nice ones with me. Sometimes they're in my bag too. The ones that like for concerts and shit, but earplugs are for if you are shooting, if you're using heavy equipment, if you're trying to sleep in a rescue center, if you, um, uh, have ear damage anyway. And you sometimes like, like earplugs are incredibly useful and they're light and cheap lip balm. I carry lip balm. I don't use lip balm in my day to day life. However, um, avoiding sunburn is like one of these like super important things and then also lip balm some of it can like double again as fire startery stuff if you put it on cotton things like that i carry condoms in case i have sex with somebody and then or other people (laughs) are trying to and don't want to get sick you you don't want to like deal with pregnancy or whatever you know um there's like other uses for condoms people are like oh you can use them to like store water and stuff. But a lot of the like survival use of condoms is a little bit like people are just trying to come up with uses for shit. And then also you have to use unlubricated condoms for a lot of those purposes. However, unlubricated condoms have are are less effective at their primary task. Uh, I carry lube packets. Um, Again, anything small, light, cheap, useful is fucking great. I carry nail clippers. I carry hair ties. And I carry um, soap strips. And this is a little bit like I carry it, but whatever. They're like little dissolvable paper with soap in it that's the hygiene part of it for me you might have a different one i actually am kind of looking into figuring out how i'm going to put um razors into here uh for shaving usually i just kind of have my electric razor on me but i feel like if i'm backpacking or whatever it might be might be hard to it's a little bit bulky for first
0: aid yeah
1: um i missing anything in hygiene
0: Mm. Not that I mm-hmm. can think of. I'm also okay. So I I, I said that I didn't mm-hmm. have a go bag, and literally, besides the emergency kit, I have a go bag on me at all times. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, I'm an I'm an ex Google, yeah. I have a giant fanny pack with a f- with multiple forms of self defense yeah. and like multi tools and like. That's
1: what people forget is they think of a go bag as this utterly separate thing. <laughs> But it's like, like purse snacks is prepping, you know, like, again, Mm -hmm. men are really weird. And like, like, if you go to a random, if you're out at a bar, the most prepared people in there are the women. They have so much stuff in their purse that is so useful. You know, the men might have guns. Well, maybe they're smart and they're at a bar. You shouldn't combine alcohol and firearms, but whatever. Um, But like, you know, it's like more likely than shooting. Someone is
0: getting hungry you know (laughs) like oh yeah um yeah all right Hmm? but but what's in a first aid a first aid portion
1: in the first aid portion this is this is the ones i make right you can make your own depending on anything right uh i carry emergency packets because they make water taste good and might theoretically be good for you i carry alcohol wipes uh these are sort of contentious um Well, they're not contentious for sterilizing things. If you need to lance a blister, you need to suddenly sew yourself back together or whatever, you're going to be glad you have alcohol wipes. Um, Within the first aid community, there's a lot of arguments about using first aid to sterilize wounds. Alcohol slows down healing of wounds. It also sterilizes them. Mm -hmm. And so people have different opinions about the trade-off of that. Uh, I carry super glue. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, well you could, you know, you can also use them for their intended purpose, which is preparing the skin for things like yeah. maybe you have some kind of injection that you need to do. Maybe yeah. you need to do do sutures. Like you, you can use the prep pads for their purpose. Yeah, no, totally cleaning off the skin.
1: Yeah, and it also <laughs> cleans a lot of other stuff, like having alcohol swabs around. Just fucking useful. Anything that's light and cheap especially if it has multiple purposes, just fucking carry it. There's like no reason not to have them. They weigh nothing. I carry a little yeah. thing, a super glue. Um, I am not currently of the super gluing your skin back together thing, but a lot of like old woodworkers and stuff will use it as like kind of instead of a band-aid, you know, they'll like close their wounds with super glue. Um, there's like some yeah. bone upsides and downsides to that. I usually use super glue to like fix small things personally um, and like use it in woodworking, but antibiotic ointment packets super fucking important more likely to die of an infection in the woods than yeah. someone shooting you i carry some band-aids i carry wound closure strips either the steri strips or the butterfly bandages depending on what i have available these are for like wounds that like kind of like borderline need stitches you know i carry an yeah. irrigation syringe and this is like a little bit like bigger of a thing um an irrigation it's... syringe but i i Mm-hmm. I carry it and I put it in every pack I include because irrigation syringes are what you use for puncture wounds and cleaning out puncture wounds. And if you're hiking in the backwoods and you step on a thorn or whatever, I don't know, and you need to clean something out, it seems nice to have it. Avoiding infection yeah. is like a big part of what I learned by living out of a backpack for a long time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I carry tweezers for a similar purpose for like picking things out of wounds, for plucking my eyebrows, for taking ticks off. Although I'll be real, I usually use the pliers on my multi tool to take ticks off. But don't do what Margaret don't does. Uh, I carry gauze, <laughs> um, even though this isn't my like IFAC. This isn't my like gunshot wound kit. Um, I carry gauze in case there's like deeper wounds that need um, need. Put in pack and full of gauze. Uh, I carry petroleum jelly packets. These are also sort of a like some people use them medically, like putting on wounds. Some people don't. People like to argue about it. I carry them. Honestly, I mostly carry them for fire starter, but I put them in the first aid section because some people use it for first aid. And then I carry a bunch of different over the counter drugs. And I don't use over the. I, I just don't use drugs. But like I carry them with me because other people might need them, or I might need them. And like. And this is one of the things that I like see people like not, I think this is a really good idea. However, specifically with mm-hmm. pills, the first thought I have was like, oh, I only need 10, so I'll buy a bottle and I'll pull out 10. I'll put them in little Ziploc bags. If you have to interact with police ever, <laughs> this is a bad idea because now you have unmarked pills yeah. in the bag, um, even if it's fucking Benadryl. Yeah. And so what I carry is blister packed pills or like in tiny like one dose pack pills that are labeled uh, from the manufacturer. The biggest downside is I have not found caffeine pills in that form yet. So the caffeine that I carry is caffeine gum because caffeine gum, you can get in smaller packets. It's a little bit more than I want to carry. I'd rather just have a caffeine pill, but whatever. Mm -hmm. I carry Lopiramide, which is like Imodium. It's it's an anti-diarrheal because if you eat something wrong or drink something wrong and you have another like three days that you have to hike, diarrhea will fucking kill you. And so I feel like this is a thing. This is the one that I would say most people overlook. I carry Benadryl or diphenhydramine, um, which is its f- formal name. And this is an anti-inflammatory. Uh, you can use it um, to stop itching, which is a common problem in the woods. You can also use it as an anti-anxiety, which for some reason might seem like like a likely problem. Um, you can also use it as a sleep aid. Uh, don't use it and then use heavy machinery. Don't or chainsawing and for painkillers I carry all three of them I carry ibuprofen acetaminophen and and aspirin Advil Tylenol and aspirin is like the the common names for them but it's ibuprofen acetaminophen and aspirin they all have different purposes read the thing some of them are good for people different situations but being able to bring down fevers and being able to like you're fucking old and you're hiking all the time like you fucking might need some shit to keep your knee happy enough so you can get out of there you know yeah. I also carry potassium iodide, although now I am past the age where this matters. I think this is the kind of thing that preppers are like, you got potassium iodide. And like, it doesn't really <laughs> matter all that much. Potassium iodide f- isn't, is for nuclear yeah. disaster.
0: Okay, that's yeah. what I was going to so ask. So, yeah.
1: if you are near, but not in the get blowed up range of a nuclear disaster, uh, you might There might be an emergency broadcast directing you to take potassium iodide, and you only have 15 minutes to do it before it's too late and there's no point anymore. And what it does is it floods your uh, – I forget the word for it – thyroid. It floods thyroid. it with iodine so that you don't absorb radioactive iodine because it's full. And this I can prevent see. some cancers down the line. Um, it, is contra- it is also really rough on you. if if you do this. And so it is contraindicated for people who are 40 years and older. So for my birthday, I should have just given away all my potassium iodide. (laughs) And I I think the idea is that it's just like, your body doesn't want rough stuff to happen to it. And also they're kind of like, why are you going to die before you die of cancer anyway? You're old. I don't entirely understand the mechanism. I feel
0: like they need to update that. Yeah. I feel like they probably maybe need to update those no it's it's
1: worth yeah (laughs) i I should probably look into it more and i still keep some around and then any personal medications that you might need in this case for me it would be my dog's medication and then also uh i take famotidine to stop heartburn one more thing for the emergency kit the survival (laughs) section and this is not going to be like a super yeah. built out section because again this is not your full go bag. This is your little survive your little kit. I keep KN95 yeah. masks in there for some obvious reason. I actually kept my masks in here before COVID because um it's important to like uh, like when COVID broke out I had a bunch of P100 masks which is like kind of the next step up from an N95 mask and the reason I had them was like prepper shit where you're like oh if you're in a city and there's an earthquake and there's dust everywhere you know
0: yeah mm-hmm. i will say that one of our other prepper landmates at the time sent all of us text messages like well before yeah. covid um was much of a popularized thing and was like y'all should really go stock up on like p100 and n95 yeah. masks and i did not and it is like, it haunts me that I did not listen to Yeah, him.
1: no, uh, yeah. admit and I used to live together on a land project, and, um, and there was me and one other prepper there, and even though we're, like, anarchists on a land project, we mostly got made fun of for being silly, for being preppers. <laughs> However, COVID has turned everyone into preppers on some level, thank God. is the one upside. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Ugh. Yeah, no, when it broke out, I was able to, like, have masks for people who need it. And that felt really good, you know, but which actually gets to some of the point of prepping. I talk about it a lot on the show, but like the point of prepping is to kind of like have your own shit settled so that you can then help other people, you know? Um, Because even if I only had one P100 mask, well then at least I don't need someone else to get me a mask. Right. And so everything that you have prepped is like you're one less person who needs to rely on the mutual aid network and then everything you have on top of that is stuff you can provide to the mutual aid network and that rules both of those rule yeah okay in the survival yeah Sur- yeah you got a mask kit. you got another yeah. butane lighter just carry big lighter everywhere yeah. fuck it like um you got two big lighters you're fucking good i c- little pieces of solid fuel which is just little like tablets that you can burn and some of them are actually designed they're like i don't know how to describe what size they are two starburst um, and they're like Designed that you can like cook a 15 minute meal over just burning one of these tablets, you know, Um, but usually use it to start a fire. I carry little bits of tinder. The the purpose made stuff isn't super expensive, but you can also make your own. I carry a little needle thing with sewing needles with um, three different leather needles and six regular needles in it. And this is for repairing different equipment. I use the uh, dental floss as my thread in an emergency. I carry fish hooks in line. I don't eat fish, but I would if it was me or the fish. However, I'd be (laughs) fucked because I don't know how to fish. I actually think fishing's fake. I tried fishing so many times when I was a Boy Scout. I have never caught a single fish. I think what happens is that I go out. Everyone else knows that fishing's fake, and they're like, let's just trick Margaret again. And so we go out fishing, and they're like... (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, I got a tug on my line. And then they wait till I turn my back, and then they, like, pull a fish out of a cooler, and they're like, Ah,
0: I caught a fish!
1: You know? Um, that's the best as I can figure.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Margaret, that's why they call it fishing and not catching anything. This is my bad dad uh,
1: joke. I see. Well, for fishing, for humor, for laughs, it's not going to work. Uh oh. <laughs> All right, yours was better, um, <laughs> and then also the fishing line it doubles as cordage, and I never really understood cordage even when I was like c- camping a lot. It took me a while to like really appreciate cordage. People are like, "Why is everyone like cordage? P cord everything? What the fuck?" You know, and then like slowly, you're like, "All right, you can like hang your tarp, you can fix things, you can tie things to your bag. It like it, it's it's useful." I carry water purification tablets. This is not my favorite way to purify water. Uh, However, it is the small, light, cheap way. And that's what the emergency kit is. The smallest, lightest, cheapest versions of things. These are things that Mm. there's a couple different brands of them. And you pop them into a bottle of water uh, and it murders all the bad stuff. And then you drink it. I carry a whistle. Uh, Whistles... It's funny. It's another thing that people go hiking all the time without like if I'm like on a day. I, I think that the single most important safety piece of thing that you can carry is is a whistle. The mm-hmm. oh fuck I need help loudly is the single most useful thing that you could have. And uh, a lot of hiking bags come with a whistle built into the sternum strap and that rules. And then I also and then even like like one time I was like um, playing airsoft. And they're like, "All right, who has whistles?" And everyone's like, "What?" And I'm like, "I got four. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then you're able to like coordinate movement in your airsoft game, you know? And like uh, yeah. whistles fucking rule. Uh, I carry a P38 or P51 oh, yeah. can opener. These are these like this is an Oogle trick. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I take these things for granted, and for a long time, I just didn't even have a regular can opener in my kitchen. And people were like, "What the fuck is this?" These things are the size of your like, they're like two <laughs> thumbnails next to each other and about as thick. Uh-huh. And you can open cans of them. It's the same, a P38 and a P51 is the same thing. Just one of them is like a little bit bigger. Yeah. I used to carry one just like uh, attached to my spork, you know? Um, mm. And I was like, whatever, I can always get into a can of food and eat it. Fucking great. Uh, emergency blanket. Um, I'm a huge fan of emergency blankets. People have probably heard me talk about this on the show before. Um, uh, One saved my life on my 13th birthday when I was like hiking in 35 degree rain and like the tent, my tent mate left the tent open. I'm not mad at him. He was a 12 year old, but like I was mad at him at the time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, and then
1: we were like sleeping in puddles of water and like, old fashioned shitty sleeping bags and we had to get evacuated out and uh not of the area we were like five miles in from a road but like you know i had to strip naked and get into an emergency sleeping bag and a tent with other people in it so that their body warmth and mine kept me alive Um, emergency blankets these are the tiny mylar blankets they're loud and annoying and once you open them you'll never fold it back up but they're cheap as shit they're great Mm -hmm. i've never had to use one ever again always have one on me. And then finally, I'm not a big fan of like survival gizmos with like a million different things because they usually suck at all of them. And the only exceptions to this that I feel are the plier, plier style multi-tool, right? Which I already is part of my everyday carry. And then also Mm -hmm. just because it's light and cheap, a credit card multi-tool. It's like a little sheet piece of metal that has like a little tiny blade on it, a little shitty saw, a little shitty screwdriver, and like I've only used one once in my life when I like just didn't have a screwdriver on me, um, but yeah. So then there's a couple. Go ahead.
0: I'm I'm so glad. No, go ahead. <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't say spork. Oh, I'm gonna get to the spork. <laughs> what's wrong with a spork? Get no, what's going. wrong? It's the worst of both. Oh, I worlds. love a spork.
1: spork is the best of both worlds. <laughs> Well, I'll say cutlery then. How about that? Okay, so. No, the worst of both worlds is the spoon fork where you turn. it's one thing and you turn it the other way. Oh, I hate those. <laughs> um, all right. No, Sorry, no, no, no. Anyway, I think this anyway. is a good kind of aside. This is going to be a slightly long episode, I think. Are you down? Um. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm, all right. I'm, I'm down. So there's an expanded yeah. version of this kit. The one that I just described is the one I give to everyone um there's other stuff you can jam in here probably that i would consider and like my personal one has a lot of this shit uh i carry a titanium mm. spork i love it i this is like this is like Wonderful. what i ate with for Wonderful. years what do you, do you carry as an Ugle? do you carry a hobo tool
0: no i carried i carried an individual uh spoon and an individual that rules. fork because that rules. <laughs> yeah Um, because it's not much more yeah and then you have something to share with your friend that didn't all right all
1: right fair enough fair enough uh, community point to inman (laughs) um i always carried clipped to my belt a spork with a can opener on it
0: beautiful yeah i love it. so
1: consider throwing some cutlery into here there's a lot of different types you can literally just throw in a like like, go to fucking uh, McDonald's and steal a plastic fork set. Like, who cares? You know, this is, like, the kind of thing you're yeah. expecting to use, like, for, like, three days, right? You can put a compass in here. Uh, you want something a little bit better than, like, the, like, the knife with the compass in the back, right? But it doesn't need to be, like, super fancy. When people were, like... I have a lot of feelings about the way people talk about survival and preparedness, as anyone is aware. Um, people talk about like, oh, there's no point carrying a compass unless you like know how to like read topo maps and and blah 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 and orient orienteer and shit. And I've like learned to orienteer, and I need to I need to learn again. I I, I did it when I was uh, a boy scout. Um, but uh, from my point of view, the point of a compass and a survival thing is so that you keep going the same direction. Um, it's less about like. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, if you're really good, you can orienteer yourself. But if you're not really good, you can be like, I'm going north. And then you just keep going north. And then eventually you'll hit something instead of walk around circles, you know?
0: Yeah. The most important thing for, like, here like mm-hmm. here in the desert that we would, like, talk to people about who who might get lost is picking out landmarks. And, like, because the, the mountains here are very oh, specific. Oh, yeah. And so it's like, hey, hey, that one that looks like this thing. If you keep that on your left, you're always walking north. No, that's
1: such a good point. Oh my god, you have so many. And at night, you can actually yeah. see stars and then use the North Star and shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything here is just trees. I don't know. I've never tried desert survival. It has its own downsides, also like 90 degree days uh, yeah y'all have water <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> and also the the day night temperature difference isn't the difference between oh god i wish i was dead it's too hot and oh now i'm freezing to death
0: yeah this is a climate in which you can like uh like die of heat stroke and also potentially die of hypothermia yeah, on the same day
1: that it's... rules good job desert <laughs> okay so other stuff uh, in the expanded kit yeah. you can replace your emergency blanket with an emergency sleeping bag I have one of these I've never used one because I know if I take it out of my bag I take it out of its a little thing I'm never going to back in it's an, it's an emergency blanket in s- sleeping bag form Um, they're usually a little bit burlier and they're still very tiny and so why not you can have some P-cord in there P-cord is parachute cord it's the thing that prepper bros love making bracelets out of and pretending like it's not knitting <laughs> And I th- the best way I've seen PCOR is a, th- a model I'm going to switch to is carrying a bunch of specific lengths, a bunch of five-foot lengths and a bunch of 15-foot lengths instead of like one big chunk of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can carry a headlamp. I like headlamps when they are personally, uh, when they are rechargeable instead of using batteries, when they, are, when they have a red light mode to save your night vision um, slash be a little bit less visible at a distance. And when they have a lockout function. Oh, and then when they turn on and off when you press the button instead of cycling through modes. I fucking hate that. Whoever fucking designs those things does not live outside like I did when. um, (laughs) And then a lockout function where you have to, like, hold both buttons in order for it to, like, turn on again. So that way you can keep it in your pocket without it, like, Mm -hmm. running down the batteries by whatever. You carry a magnesium striker. This is a backup fire method um, that I suck at. You can carry an external phone battery and a charging cable. This is absolutely going to be in your bug out bag, but it could be in your regular kit as well. I use a, a little like, octopus charging cable that has all the different things at the end, so I only have to carry one cable. And then I have a thing that can plug it into USB-C so it can charge from old old USB and new USB. You could carry hand sanitizer. Uh, you could carry an anti shave stick or baby powder or some kind of like thing. If you're someone who uh, is a little bit heavier, a little bit older, like just your body's built in a different way where walking long distances might get kind of hard. Um, this is a really useful thing. You could carry a packet of sunscreen. You could carry wet wipes. I think those are super important. They belong in your bug out bag. Anything that from from this list might want to be in your bug out bag. And then Hot Hands. I've actually started carrying up putting Hot Hands in all the ones I, I do now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're disposable little heat things. And, and since the whole point is like, they're not a long-term survival thing, right? Because um, they're disposable. But emergency kit isn't for long-term survival. The emergency kit's to get you through some shit. Yeah, yeah, that's the emergency kit. I haven't even gotten to the full bug out bag yet. Heh, heh, heh. Wow.
0: Thanks so much for listening. We ended up cutting this episode into two episodes. So tune in next week to hear me and Margaret talk more about go bags. We talk about knives, sleeping systems, fire, and some different scenarios you might make a go bag for. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go make a go bag and then tell us about it. But also tell people about the podcast. You can support this podcast by telling people about it. You can also support this podcast by talking about it on social media, rating and reviewing, doing whatever the nameless algorithm calls for. And you can also support us on Patreon. Um, You can find us at patreon.com slash strangers in a tangled wilderness. Our Patreon helps pay for things like transcriptions, our lovely audio editor bursts, as well as going to support our publisher, Strangers in a Tangled Wilderness. Strangers in a Tangled Wilderness is the publisher of this podcast and a few other podcasts, including my other podcast, Strangers in a Tangled Wilderness, which comes out monthly, as well as the Anarcho Geek Power Hour, which is the podcast for people who love movies and hate cops. And we would like to shout out some of our patrons in particular. Thank you, Anonymous, Funder, Hans, Oxalis, Janice, and Odell. Paige, Allie, Paparuna, Milika, Boise Mutual Aid, Theo, Hunter, Sean, SJ, Page, Mickey, Nicole, David, Dana, Chelsea, Cat J, Starro, Jennifer, Eleanor, Kirk, Sam, Chris, Micaiah, and Haas the Dog. It warms my heart that this list is just getting longer and longer and longer. We seriously could not do it without y'all. I hope everyone is doing as well as they can with everything that's happening. And we'll talk to you soon.